I'm Kat Harris. Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm an educator, brand strategist, and content creator. This podcast is designed to dig below the surface and to hold space for meaningful dialogue. It's a place where none is better than perfect, where quality triumphs quantity, and where the journey is the destination. So I invite you to leave your Superman cape of having it all together at the door because life is messy and beautifully imperfect. We all have a story to tell, and I want to hear yours. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Refined Collective Podcast. I am your host, Kat Harris, and y'all, I am so freaking honored to talk with the woman that I'm talking to today. Morgan Harper Nichols is one of those people that I didn't know that I loved until I started pinning and pinning and screenshotting all these different quotes and inspirational poems. And then I realized it was all by the same person. And it was Morgan. And (laughs) on a whim, I reached out to her to see if she wanted to be on the podcast. And she said yes, which honestly is a lesson in itself to me. I feel as a creative, sometimes the number one thing we need to do is just put ourselves out there. You miss a hundred percent of the opportunities you don't take. And I feel super honored to be chatting with Morgan today. And just to start you guys off on who she is and the creativity that she shares with the world, here's one of the quotes that I first say from her. It says, tell the story of the mountain you climbed. Your words could become a page in someone else's survival guide. I read that and it like pierced my heart. So Morgan, I want to invite you and welcome you to the podcast. Your words have been such a source of encouragement and inspiration to me. I'm so thankful that you're here. Well, well, thank you so much. Um, That was so encouraging for me to hear. (laughs) Um, Just as someone who creates something, you know, you're you're working on things and you become attached to them in a way and then you release them out into the world. You never know where they're going to land. So just hearing you share that is just so much, you know, encouragement for me just to keep going and to keep writing and keep sharing. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I feel like some of the, one of the biggest things that I can struggle with as an artist and even what I create with the refined collective, the refined woman, my photography is sometimes I'll have these moments. And I think, does what I'm doing, does it even make a difference? Does it even matter? Like when all is said and done, like what is the legacy I'm leaving? And is it really going to make any sort of impact? And one of my mentors always challenges me on my definition of success and challenges me. What does success mean to you? And Mm. all really all we're responsible for is creating and God's going to do what he's going to do. And just create, but oftentimes as the artist, and I think this can be hard and I don't know if you've experienced this, it's hard to put it out there. And then you really just don't know, like, is anyone going to read this? Is, is this going to encourage anyone into creating anyways? Yes, I definitely deal with that (laughs) all the time. Um, And I I was just thinking about that yesterday. I'm like, you know, I'm not sure that ever goes away. Um, (laughs) I consider myself really blessed to have had some 
really exciting milestones have happened even super recently in my creative life and career. Um, but still, every time I get ready to share something, I'm like, is this going to matter to anyone? Like, is anybody going to get this? Is anyone going to understand it? And I still have all of these questions, but I still have to make that courageous decision every, well, for me, it's courageous, <laughs> courageous yeah. decision every day to share and to put myself out there you know, in a way that's still healthy and in a way that still, you know, adds to, you know, what I hope to accomplish in life. Yeah, absolutely. So before we move forward, I want to give people a little bit more of a context of who you are. So I'm right now, I'm just going to tell y'all a little bit about who Morgan is. She's such a baller. She, so you began your career as a college admissions counselor after graduating with your bachelor's degree. And then after like years of sharing your work online, playing local events as a musician, you transitioned into a full-time touring musician. And while you're on the road, you started writing poetry and devotionals and prose late at night. And it sort of seems like it's snowballed from there. And mm. at this point, you've been a part of multiple Grammy nominated projects as a vocalist and a songwriter. You've had a Billboard number one single with your sister. And that's Storyteller, correct? Um, no, that's actually her song called Beautiful oh, Day. So, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You're <laughs> your yeah, Storyteller I think I, song has over a million Spotify. Yes, plays. yes, it does. It does. And which it still <laughs> blows my mind because like I when I when I think about that, I'm like how are that many people finding this? Like I, it, it blows my mind. But I'm so grateful for every stream and listen of that song. Yes. So that's I mean, your accomplishments just in the last five years are pretty profound. You have over a million people have listened to your music. You have a number one Amazon bestseller on your poetry book. You've been nominated for multiple Grammys. You're creating with your sister. You're married to an awesome guy, Patrick. I mean, from the outside looking in, I'm like, what have you done? Like, what have you accomplished? And I know, I know because of my own story and just humanity, like the painted picture from the outside looking in usually isn't as glamorous and sexy when you're living it. Um, so I, I want to hear from you um, here. Like I sort of read your resume and your accolades. Paint a picture for me of the Morgan in between the lines and who you are and yeah. what you're about and why you're about it. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, for me, a lot of the, the things that I've been interested in and drawn to have come from a place of um, just curiosity and being interested in the arts and, and how the arts relate to life and just telling a story. And sort of like a short version of that is I have a younger sister who is also very passionate about those things, but is a lot more extroverted than I am. <laughs> and, um, but in a really like beautiful way. And, and I definitely have seen God use her mightily. Um, so yeah, when she, um, she started working on her music, I had the opportunity to just kind of be around and contribute. So when she got nominated for a Grammy, like I, was able to sing on some of her stuff and all of that. So it's been cool to be associated with a lot of those things. Um, but the other side of that is while all of that was happening, um, I just wanted to create and to share. And I wasn't necessarily sure where that would take me. Um, mm -hmm. I knew I was passionate about writing and I was passionate about music and all these different things. But one of the hardest parts of it was I was 
looking around at all of the people who were, who seemed to be good at what they did, whether they were, you know, famous and on stage or they were just like a well-known producer. I'm like, all of these people seem so confident and they mm-hmm. seem so not even so much together, but it's just like, they seem just like magnetic. People are just mm-hmm. drawn to them. You know, they, they open their mouth and people stop and listen. And mm-hmm. I just never felt like one of those people as a young kid. I, I, um, and I still struggle with that. I, I had, I stuttered really bad. I dealt with dyslexia and I just, I always felt like I could never quite get my words together in time. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, just, that's kind of an interesting place to be when your skill set ends up being aligned with the arts. Like I remember wanting so bad to be like good at science or <laughs> math, just because I, I just, I was like, what if I, if I could just get behind a computer and just type numbers, you know, maybe I won't feel so much pressure, but it was really mm-hmm. hard because I, I felt like God had given me these gifts to create things and be creative. But at the same time, I didn't feel as dynamic or as interesting. So I, I, I say this all the time. Like I thank God for the internet because <laughs> it just so happened to be that in my late teen years, when I was really, really struggling with that into mm-hmm. my twenties, um, that's when social media was happening. And that became an outlet for me to sort of share when I felt like I couldn't really share anywhere else. And mm-hmm. it's just amazing how grace works because that whole, my whole reason for coming to the internet and sharing my work was out of insecurity and doubt. And it ended up <laughs> having the opposite effect because who knew mm-hmm. that there are tons of people out there who felt the exact same way. Yeah. I mean, it's actually shocking for me to hear you say that you like struggled with your words or thought maybe you should like do science or be better at another thing because (laughs) I read your words and it's so clear and obvious to me that you were created to tell a story. And I'm on your Instagram right now and like word after word. Now I see after all these years, Grace is the reason I made it here keep planting and sowing, living and knowing beautiful things take time. And that is okay. Like your words are so healing. And I wonder, like, I don't know who is listening or even what you think about this, but I believe in like light and darkness and good and evil. And I believe in God. And I also believe that there is an opposition to the light. And I think sometimes the most true things about us are the things we struggle most to accept. Like I see you and I'm like, you are clearly supposed to be using your words and putting it out there into the world, to the universe, to other people. But it's like, I don't, and I don't want to like project on you, but some, it's like, for whatever reason, that thing that's most true, that biggest gift about who you are and how you were created is that biggest source of like insecurity or am I good enough or who gave me the right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I agree with that 100%. Um, just, it really stuck out to me when you just said the thing that's most true to you Mm -hmm. and, and how like that can be also just like you said, like that can be the thing that the world wants to tell you the most lies about, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. 
Um, yeah, I, I have lived that, (laughs) um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely something that I, I think about a lot when I'm writing, when I'm dealing with self-doubt and I'm dealing with just not feeling like I'm enough for something. It's like just trying to back away from that and be like, well, why, why am I feeling that way? You know, Mm -hmm. is it, is it because I'm actually not good enough or it's because I'm telling myself something that's just not true. And of course it's easier said than done, but that's something that I'm I'm constantly working through. And and that's the story that I find myself in just in terms of like thinking, I don't know if you've ever are familiar with um, uh, Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, The 12 Steps. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I'm trying to remember, I think Joseph Campbell, I know he was an author, but I can't remember what else he did, but he wrote this book and he talks about how like all these great epic movies, they all follow this like sort of 12 step process. And, um, I, when I found out about this concept, I was just so drawn to it. And Mm -hmm. it just starts off with like, you know, starting in this place where you're just sort of neutral and then something happens and it, forces you to go on this journey and you meet a mentor and then you enter this extraordinary world where all these crazy things happen. And then you work your way back up to the circle and you look back at everything you learned and things are different now and you see how you've grown. So one thing I do now is, you know, when I, when I'm in that lower place of, of doubting myself or questioning what I'm doing, like a mini moment like that earlier, I just have to remember okay, but there's more to the story. Like there's a reason you've made it this far and we can't let, I cannot let this one thing that hasn't worked out or gone the way that I thought it would just completely stop the journey. Um, I have to keep going on the journey. So Mm. um, that's a theme that shows up a lot in what I write Mm. because I'm very, um, I'm very passionate about that. Just, just keep going and keep moving forward. Yeah. Well, when you're, when you're saying that, when you're talking about like moving through the journey and the doubt, I, I guess I do mean to put you on the spot when I ask you this question, but like, what, like, what are those doubts? Like I call them like rockets or like a committee, like those voices that you hear inside where you start moving forward. And it's like, you hear yeah. those words, like what, what are some of those conversations that come up to you that threaten to keep you from moving forward? Yeah, that's such a good question. In terms of, I think the biggest thing um, is just feeling like I'm, how do I say it? Like just feeling like my personality is not right for what I do, if that makes sense. <laughs> like that's a really specific one that I can think of is that I, I'm kind of on, you know, I'm into art and I'm into creative things, but like I'm, I'm not a very like, I'm not very open about like my own personal emotions and feelings, which I feel like can be kind of hard in the art space because it's Mm -hmm. very heart centered as it should be. But for me, I I kind of approach things more from the head first. And then I kind of work Mm -hmm. my way. Like I have to think through my emotions. Um, So that's something that I have, and and it's, it's gotten better over time, but I still deal with it that I have, there have been some times where I just didn't write or create anything for so long because I had just convinced myself, like, no one wants to hear something from this perspective. Like, no mm-hmm. one is interested in a girl that talks like this, or no one is interested in a woman's story that's like this. And mm-hmm. I, I would just tell myself those things, like, in a very matter-of-fact way, 
And then I would just shut myself off from it. <laughs> just, just close the journal, stop the project, say, you know, no, no one's going to want to hear this. And it's like, who am I to make those kind of decisions? Like, you know, we can't, we can't do that to ourselves. Like we don't know where something can go, but that, I would say that was, that's one of the biggest things in terms of doubt. And then to just be super real, I've, I've been self-employed at almost my entire adult life after mm-hmm. working as an admission counselor and just doubting that this is sustainable, um, mm-hmm. you know, even financially sustainable. Yeah. Like, even though I've literally, the Lord has provided every single month, and, and there have, I mean, as a freelancer, I mean, it can be kind of hard, like juggling a lot of different contracts at, at different times and doing things. But mm. like the, the work has always been there, but some mm. kind of way I still manage to ask myself, oh, maybe it's not enough. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, like I wonder, well, what is next month? Well, what is next year going to be? You know, it's like, mm. like I'll get like, you know, the next three months figured out. I was like, well, what about the three months after that? And then what about the three months? <laughs> you know, so it's just, um, even though when I, when I actually look back, it's like, wow, like we have literally been provided for every single month. Mm. We have made yeah. it this far. So. Yeah. Girl, I, as a business owner myself, I just, I resonate so much with what you just said. And mm-hmm. yeah. I was just, I was, I'm actually on vacation with one of my friends right now. And we were sitting on the back porch this morning with our coffee and journals. And I just was like, I feel like everything is up to me. And <laughs> yeah. like what I yeah. say, I believe about the world and God and faith is that God has me and he has always provided. But my biggest tension that I have as a business owner is that it does feel like it's up to me. And if mm. I ain't working, I ain't working. Yeah. And it's one of the, as an adult, it's one of the biggest like faith journeys for me is mm-hmm. like they're like in the in the New Testament of the Bible it talks about like faith is putting your hope in something that you don't see and mm-hmm. I think I heard that growing up and I was like yeah yeah that's you know put that on a coffee mug and now mm-hmm. as a business owner I'm like no but it takes so much courage for me to put my trust in something that I don't see because what I see mm-hmm. is that I don't know how I'm gonna pay for the bills next month and I'm an artist and I want to buy a house and how do I plan for the future? And I think there's to where we can be shrewd business owners. But I honestly, like for me, it feels like it keeps me on like a really close encounter with God. Cause I'm like, I got to trust him and how is this going to work? And so like that, that tension of creating and serving others versus the reality of you have bills to pay and you have financial goals. Like how do you, yeah. How does that look like for you? Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, wow, it's the first time we've ever talked, but like, I feel like I've talked to you before. <laughs> um, I totally, totally agree with that. I will say that being a musician definitely taught me a lot um, about that because just when you're on the road, like you get typically paid per gig. Mm. Um, so I will say that I kind of had that exposure pretty early on in my twenties that I kind of like, Oh, okay, you go, you do the job, you get paid. So at the end of the day, like I always just try to see it that way. Um, you know, I'm a designer, illustrator, 
sometimes I paint as well. So I'm like, I have all these little things I've learned how to do. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you know, someone, somewhere, some, somewhere, someone may want this skill and whatever it is they're doing. So, you know, in a practical standpoint, like that's kind of how I see it. But when you're kind of just, you know, doing your own little thing, there's still all these other little things that come up, you know, these ideas that cross your mind of, like, oh, wow, what if I started this? Or what if I did that? Or mm-hmm. someone else like in your field who's doing something really interesting or exciting, um, it might send off like a flag like in in the brain of like, whoa, like maybe I should be doing that. Like I've had mm-hmm. moments where I've been content and financially stable and working away. And then I get on Instagram and I see someone having a meeting or collaborating with a brand that I've wanted to collaborate with for years yeah. or someone that I've always wanted to meet. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll go through it in my mind. I'm like, well, I guess if I do this, 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 and that, maybe I can get there too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's those little things that for me personally, I found can, can, if I'm not careful with them, they can become very draining. Like there's nothing yeah. wrong with dreaming. Um, but for me with, with dreaming, I, I try to, it kind of goes back to, you know, faith in what you don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to dream about things that that aren't necessarily attached to like a certain person or a certain place. Even I try mm-hmm. to dream about things of like, wow, like what if I could, what if, what if I could have this kind of impact? Um, or, you know, what if I could see this happen? Like, and not just in my own life, but in the lives of other people in the lives of people who don't know their worth, who don't know their value. Like that's, that's kind of what I'm in a place of really just praying for of like, when I see things or I get these ideas of like something I could do <laughs> um, to really just coming back, like taking a moment saying like, okay, yeah, that idea is great, but is do I have to pursue that exact thing? Or is it more of like the idea behind and the heart behind that thing that I should be pursuing, if that makes sense? Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Hey friends, we want to invite you to be a part of the Refined Collective Podcast Tribe. Patreon is an incredible platform that allows artists and creatives to raise funds that empower them to do their craft with excellence by giving you, our audience, the opportunity to sign up for monthly pledges. You can sign up for as little as $5 a month. Our Patreon tribe has first access to our latest episodes, as well as information and insight concerning all things Refined Collective podcast related. Please check out our page and join us in empowering us to continue to create meaningful episodes, interviews, and content for y'all. You can find our page at www.patreon.com forward slash The Refined Collective. I think comparison, what you're, what you're talking about is being present on your own journey and in your own story. I feel like you've talked about this before on social media. Social media is like a catch 22 or a double edged sword. It can be such a space of inspiration. And then it can also be, I can at least for me feel really demotivating or I see, Oh my gosh, this person started at the same time that I started and they have a gazillion more followers than me. They seem yeah. like their life is all together. And it's, it's like, as soon as I start down the comparison road, whether that's me elevating myself above another person or me mm. taking myself below another person, it kills my creativity. 
Um, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's hard. It can, it can feel really hard to stay present, but it mm-hmm. seems as though sometimes like the only response is, well, like social media is just bad. Like mm-hmm. just yeah. media, as opposed to like yeah. dealing with the heart of, okay, what's the heart behind it? Like what's the creativity? And so like you, you've talked a little bit about social media and first of all, like what do you do when you like feel that comparison or that envy or insecurity come up and how can you shift away from that and still use social media and your platform as a space of encouragement? Yeah, that's such a great question. One of the things that I, that I've started doing, well, I'll say I was doing it a while ago, but I feel like I've become more intentional about it, more aware that I'm doing it in the past year is that, Anytime I get on a platform, whether that's Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook, wherever, um, I'm typically going there to share first and then I consume. Just for me, that shift of like just putting something out there first, saying Mm -hmm. like, hey, here's how I'm contributing today to people who perhaps want to hear. (laughs) Um, And then kind of looking at, interactions and things like that. Like to me, that helps. I Mm. I try really hard not to just get on social media to pass time. Um, Mm. Because if I'm not, if I'm not there, like like sometimes I will get on Instagram and I have like a whole folder saved of like, I have an artboard where I just save inspiring photos and quotes and things that inspire me. So there's some days where I'm like, I I just need to be inspired and I'll just go to Instagram and I'll start at that folder. And then at the bottom, it says, see more posts like this. And I'll just see where that, where that takes me. And that's because I started that moment with a, with a frame, like framing it as I am here to be inspired. Mm. And that's not to say that's like a, like a foolproof (laughs) way to not deal with any comparison or anything, but that, that has helped me of just like, coming with like an intentional purpose. Like I am getting on Instagram to do this. Right. Um, like I'm getting on Instagram right now to engage with people that I love, or I am getting on Instagram right now to be inspired mm-hmm. or to read something encouraging. Um, just kind of approaching it that way has helped me um, because I, it can be, I feel like if you, if you, if you sit with yourself long enough for anything, like it can, you can really, really, get to a dark place. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, even outside of social media, if you just Mm -hmm. sit in a, in an environment that's, that has triggers in it for you, it's different for everybody, but you know, Mm -hmm. some people, some people, it could be at a shopping mall or around certain people and you're just sitting there you're just consuming, consuming, like it can really, Mm -hmm. really wear you down. So I, I found it to be really helpful to just kind of have those conversations with myself and, and kind of set that, set that goal of, um, not really a goal, but just sort of, you know, have that conversation with myself of like, Hey, it's for the next 20 minutes, just, just go read something that's inspiring. Like that's it. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be anything more than that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like a, a little thread of what I heard and what you said is, like a concept of giving or serving versus taking. And Mm -hmm. like when you get to that place of struggle or comparison, pausing and say, how can, how can I serve someone else here? How can I, how can I not only be inspired, but how can I inspire someone else? Mm -hmm. And this might seem like a stretch, but when you were talking, I was reminded of 
my, so my family has a pretty big story of redemption and my dad was, um, addicted, uh, addicted to drugs for a long time. And part of his, part of his journey to sobriety and healing was being outward focused and serving others. And I remember when he was walking out of his addiction, like he would say, if I'm having a hard day, the first thing I do is call someone and see how I can serve them. Wow. Not to dismiss his struggle or dismiss or not validate it, but take the focus off me and how Mm. can I step into someone else's story and serve? Wow. That's, that's powerful. I mean, even like you said, just where, you know, where he had been to get to that place. I think that's something that we all can learn from and that applies to this digital space that we often find ourselves in every day. That even makes me think like, it's like, wow, I never thought about how, like, you know, sometimes if you're feeling down or just neutral, like going to social media, like with that mindset of like, who can I serve? Like, how can I go serve someone and just saying that, like, that's, that's really, I feel like that's really intentional. And th- wow, I love that. <laughs> As opposed to like, what can I get? Mm-hmm. You know, where, when I, when all I'm thinking about is myself, it's like, I'm licking a salt tablet, like the horses, where I don't know what those are mm-hmm. called, like a salt lick <laughs> or something. And it's, you're never satisfied. But when you're serving others, there's like a peace in that, that can come. Yes, absolutely. So I'm curious, you said a few minutes ago that when you are creating and you're writing and putting your art and poetry and words out there that you're not talking about your own personal emotions as much. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I, want to press into that a little bit with you. And the reason why is um, there's a girl, Komal Minhas. She was on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, and she had said something that really stood out to me. She said, the thing that triggers us in other people is the thing in us that needs healing. And mm. one of uh, my old pastors used to say, you want to know someone's greatest insecurity or their greatest source of pain or healing, listen to their message. And I look at your message and you talk so much about grace and light and hope and being in process. And, you know, you have like, you're who you're meant to be. You will be in time. And um, the journey is far from perfect, but by grace, she'll be strong. She'll make it. And so, yeah, I guess I, I want to ask you that, like, do you relate with that? Like your what you see in other people and the message that you're sharing, is it a message for you as well? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and um, I, I don't think I realized that at first. My thought was just like, well, let me just kind of like, you know, what you're saying about your dad. Like, it's like, well, you know, let me just see if, if, if I can, once I got to a place of like, knowing and accepting that I was an artist and I was a writer and I wanted to share, I was still dealing with self-doubt. And I was like, well, let me at least just find one person that I can write for at a time, just one person at a time. I'm not going to worry about writing for 10 people or hundred people or a thousand people, just literally one person at a time. And this actually started in October of 2017. And I just posted on my Instagram story. I said, Hey, if you would like for me to write something with you in mind, just let me know. Mm -hmm. And, um, the response was a lot bigger than I thought. 
And what I started doing was just listening to people's stories and writing. But what I found was that even if we had had completely different stories in terms of like, mm-hmm. you know, what the, the actual things that we had actually been through, there were still these common threads of mm-hmm. feeling like you're not good enough to receive grace or you know, it's like, you're not really seen as who you are, or you feel misunderstood or all of these different things. I was like, wow, there's all these common threads that link us together, that link our stories together. And I was like, as I begin to write about those things and I would go back and read them, especially if I go back and read them like a week or two or more later, I'm like, oh, wow, that was for me all along. Mm Like the, the one that you wrote before about tell the story of the mountain you climb, your words mm-hmm. could become a page to someone else's survival guide. That one, when I wrote that and I went back and read it, I was like, oh, I, that was for who I wrote it for, but that was just equally for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for, for, for some people, maybe this is easier, but for me, it's very hard to unpack my emotions and feelings. Um, so if anyone's listening and you've ever dealt with that, one thing that I've done is just... I, I, that's when I start to listen to other people and I pay attention to what stands out to me. And that's typically telling me something about myself. Mm, Yeah, that's good. (laughs) That's good. Like pausing to say what's, what's standing out and what like that. It's like, we have those like gut checks or like that ping that we get. And Mm -hmm. for such a long time in my life, I was, I thought, I can't trust my emotions. I mm-hmm. life is black and white and it's right or wrong or it's good or bad. And so I would have those pings like what you're talking about when someone else would be talking and I would dismiss it because one of my conversations was, oh, don't just be a crazy emotional girl. And yeah. I yeah. ignored that for so long that I got myself into some pretty sticky situations and Finally, I feel like God really got my attention to show me, you got to start listening. And I wonder if, if we're all really be, if we really all have those moments of what you're talking about that, like pause and listen. And I don't know when or why or how I was taught to dismiss those emotions or what made me feel that, okay, that's not true. I can't trust that. But I wonder what it would be like if, if we, if us, if I, if you really were so intentional about pausing in those moments of, all right, what's coming up for me right now? What in that person's story just triggered something in me? And is there there something in that? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And, um, I, another way that I think about it too, is like, you know, what, in terms of, you know, it happens in present, but also, in moments of the past, like there are things that we remember that people said to us mm-hmm. um, and they could be good or bad. And I think sometimes it's easy to focus on the bad, but it's yeah. like, if you heard a sermon 10 years ago and you can still see that person in your mind saying that, and you have held on to that for all these years, like I firmly believe there's a reason why you remember that. Yeah. Um, and like, sometimes I'll even think about it. Like I'll ask somebody else who was there that same day. I'm like, do you remember when they said this? They're like, no, I don't. Mm. I don't remember them saying that. But mm. being a preacher's kid, you know, I've heard a lot of sermons. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, my, both my parents, like they both preach sermons and there are things that they've said. I, I legitimately remember things my dad said when I was like six years old and I still remember it. And I know for a fact that that is not by accident. 
Yeah. Um, and even yeah. just a line from a book that you read, it could have been something like Lord of the Rings, you know, <laughs> it doesn't have to always be like, you yeah. know, like a sermon or like a, like a, you know, like a more formal setting. It could just be something humorous or some small little detail you noticed about some photograph or like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe your, your grandmother showed you, you know, 20 different photographs from when she was young, but there was one photograph that you remembered and, why do you, why do you think you remember that photo? And that's, these are just things I think about a lot when I'm writing. Cause I think it's, it's, there's so many little details in our story yeah. and so many little things that connect dots and connect things. And they just get overlooked a lot of times because, you know, there's so much going on in our heads and in our hearts and in life. And, um, yeah, I'm just really, I'm really passionate about having that conversation with myself, but also in a way that like, it can help others have that conversation too. Cause it can, it can be really, it can be really comforting to, to be able to look back, even if you've, even if you've been through really difficult things and say, there was that one small, small, small thing that did make sense. Mm. And I'm, I'm glad that I can hold on to that. If you don't mind me asking, and you can always tell me no, <laughs> um, <laughs> what, would be an example of that for you. Uh, what you're talking about, whether it was something your dad said or a quote in a book from years ago, what's one of those moments for you that still stands out mm. to you? Oh, well, I have so many. <laughs> oh gosh. Like it's, it's, I could talk about this all day. Like I, I love, I have like such a, such like a passion for memory and, um, one in particular was when we were, um, we grew up in Georgia, but my dad's originally from Los Angeles. So we used to take road trips from Georgia to Los Angeles. So just straight across the Sun Belt, <laughs> that long drive um, in a Volvo with no air conditioning. And oh, <laughs> on one of those, <laughs> it's like, I remember one time, this isn't the story, but I remember one time, like it was so hot that our crayons were sizzling in the back window. Like we were like, what's that sound? It sounds like something's frying. And we looked in the back window and we were driving through Arizona and our crayons were, you know, almost on fire. <laughs> but we decided to go to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, so hot there. Um, we were driving to the Grand Canyon and, um, you know, I had seen pictures of it and um, books and, you know, we read about it and I was homeschooled as well. So everything was a lesson to be learned with my family, <laughs> even on vacation. So it's like, let's go to the Grand Canyon and learn about it. And we got there. And I remember this moment where my mom, it was the sun was about to set and we were about to get in the car and drive to where we were about to drive. And my mom just like turned toward the Canyon and just started seeing how, how great the art. And it was just very like subtle and quiet. And for some reason, like from that moment forward, I have always, when I hear Grand Canyon, I immediately think how great the art. Like I see it almost like a comma, Grand Canyon, how great the art. Like this is, those two things are the same to me. Mm-hmm. And when I look back at my my writing, I'm like, I write so much about canyons and mountains. I'm like, all of this, I was like, it's all connected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was like, there's a reason why I have remembered that, you know, all this time. And and um, I've even asked my mom about it. And she said she kind of sort of remembers, just sort of like, singing that little part of it. Um, but I remembered it more than she did. So, you know, I I just think that for all of us, like there's, there has to be at least 
one or two little things like that or big things um, that, that you like you could have a sibling and you all were sitting there right together and you remember it and they don't even remember it. Like it was, you know, I just think it's, that's really fascinating. Oh, I, that reminds me of two things. And first of all, I like, I have goosebumps all over my body from that story because oh. like, I can just like hear like, when peace like a river that song is just yes <laughs> yes um mm-hmm. how impactful that was but what i think of is there's this verse in the old testament isaiah 55 and it says as the rain comes down from the heavens and yes. not go back up to the sky mm-hmm. until it yields fruit and and brings life to the plants and bread to the farmer so does truth. So does God's word. It ne- it doesn't come down from the heavens and turn back void. And so what I, what, what that always brings to my mind is like when, whenever you or me or your mom makes a passing comment, but there's truth in it, there's mm. hope in it, there's light in it. It's yes. never gonna fall on deaf ears. At some point, wow. it, it's <laughs> you yes. light a fire in someone, or stick with someone, or twenty years later in a podcast interview, you're going yeah. to bring it up, and it's gonna impact me or someone that is listening. Truth and hope and light never, never goes back to the sky. Never goes back to the heavens mm. without accomplishing that which God purposes, and. that like there's such beauty and and rest in that as for for me as a creative and as an artist and just as a human being and back to what we were talking about is what we're doing like does it even matter like that's where I can say that yes it matters Mm -hmm. 100% that Morgan Harper, Harper Nichols is putting beautiful graphics and words and music out into the world because at some point in some way and some time a person is going to collide with that and it will encourage them. It will propel them forward. It will accomplish a purpose of hope and encouragement. And that matters. Yes. Yes. So I, I definitely I, I agree. Wanna, just say thank you to you for what you're doing. And we've talked about courage and it takes courage to put yourself out there in the way that you are. And, um, so just want to say thank you for what you're doing. And, um, I want to end, we end every episode with a few questions. So, um, are you ready for them? Yes. Thank you for what you're doing. I, I absolutely love this. So, Oh, I'm so glad. Um, so, um, what are three things that you are loving right now? Three things I am loving right now. Yeah. So there is like a trend on Instagram that's been happening for a long time. I'm just apparently the last one to find out about it <laughs> in the circle of people of like storefronts, like really pretty storefronts, like in New York and London, like with just they're just cute like (laughs) have like like nice blue cut like it'll be like a like a blue shop that has like beautiful gold lettering and they'll have like flowers like hanging over the frame like just really pretty like cafes and bistros like 
I have no connection to these things. <laughs> I just like the way they look. Um, like I've even like, and I have started following like all these accounts that just, I think one of them called like storefront collective or shopfront mm-hmm. collective. I don't know what it is, but it's, <laughs> there's like this whole world of people who just really love looking at storefronts. And I guess I have joined them. Um, so Maybe you just want to see like, things when you're driving by. Yeah. It's yeah. So it's just, it's really nice. So that's just like a, a random one. And then the second one is Google home. It's like Amazon Alexa, but it's Google's version of it. My parents got me and my husband one for Christmas and we actually use it. Like we use it all the time. We're like, we absolutely love it. <laughs> I'm inspired a lot by like Wikipedia pages, like on rivers and canyons. So I'll ask her to like, read me something from the Wikipedia Canyon page. And she just, well, so who knows? I'm somewhere they're storing all this information about me. <laughs> but well, I'm um, you, I'm gonna, have you ever seen iRobot with Will Smith? <laughs> I have, I have. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. We'll see how the story ends. But in the meantime, <laughs> it's pretty convenient. Oh, that's awesome, though. Oh yeah. Then the third thing, um, iPhone photography. Mm. Like I just love taking pictures on my iPhone. I've just been thinking about that lately. I'm like, you know, this device is pretty costly. You know, in terms of, <laughs> you know, it's like it can do more than respond to texts and emails. Like I should actually use some of these other features. So yeah. yeah, I've been really just fascinated by like walking around and taking pictures of trees and architecture and all that good stuff. Well, people ask me, I, my my day job, I've been a full-time photographer for almost a decade and mm. people will say, hey, I'm going on a trip. I'm going to Europe. I'm traveling. What camera should I get? What DSLR? And honestly, I say, Upgrade your iPhone. The iPhone cameras are really nice. You can do portrait mode and they're easy to carry around. And you get beautiful. It's it's kind of crazy. Those are beautiful that you can get with them. So this is very true. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, so we've talked a lot about like art and creativity and pushing through self-doubt. What is something that you wish you could tell your younger self? Hmm. Um, I would tell her that she doesn't have to be someone else's version of interesting Mm. in order to show up and be comfortable in the world. Um, just because my younger self, like even still to this day, I was, I was pretty firm in my faith and what I believed. And, but for some reason, when it came to actually like using my gifts and, putting it out there. Oh, I, I was just the exact opposite. <laughs> you know, I was just like, you know, Peter looking down at the water, like, Nope, I'm not doing this. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, I would just tell her like, Hey, it's okay. Like you don't have to, you don't have to be like the cool kids in college, like to, to, to do something meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's something I'm sure to this day, like I'm sure 10 years from now, 20 years from now, I'll be telling this version of myself, the same thing. Um, (laughs) but, um, that's definitely something that I, um, would tell myself. Yeah, that's good. And I I always think of like, when I look back at my twenties, I think, man, I'm so glad God did not give me what I wanted when I wanted it. Mm, But in the moment when you're, when you're in it and going through the struggle or, Like I remember being 21 and being like, I just wish I was married and Mm. that hasn't been my story. And I can look back and I'm like, praise God that I didn't get what I wanted, what I wanted. Yeah. 
but it can, it is hard to believe that in the moment. Mm, yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, so lastly is you are a storyteller. It's what you do. It's what you create. You tell stories and invite people into meaning and purpose and depth. And so my last question for you, and I ask this to everyone is what is the story that you are inviting others into the world around you, your community, and what is your vision? Mm, That's such a great question. Um, I would say that the story that I really want to um, invite other people into is to just, you know, of the story of like what happens when we take a moment to really pay attention to who we are um, and where we're going and um, to just to be in the moment and be aware of, of the little things that are growing, even in the midst of our uncertainty and doubt. And I guess a different way of saying that is just to, to realize that like, even if there are so many unknowns in your life and there's so many things you're trying to figure out, you, you are still free to, to have a journal. You're still free to, to dream and to do things that you love. And you're still free to pour into the lives of other people. You know, even if your house isn't quite fully decorated or even if you're, if you're, you're, you don't even know what you want to do or whatever it is, wherever you are, like you're still free to, to make the most of every single day. Um, and I just think that, that we can all learn to just make the most of every single day, like while we're in the day, um, using our gifts and using them to edify and build up others. Like we will truly start to see a change just in this world. Um, I just think there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear out there. There's a lot of negativity, a lot of darkness, but no matter how much that is, it does not destroy light and it does not destroy the light that we can, that we can give in every day of our life. Yes. Amen. We'll just go ahead and mic drop right there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Morgan, before we, um, and our chat, where can people find you um, and what you're up to and follow along with you and, and all the good stuff? Yes. Um, well, my name is Morgan Harper Nichols and um, you can find me at morganharpernichols.com on Instagram, Morgan Harper Nichols, YouTube, <laughs> Pinterest, Facebook, everywhere as Morgan Harper Nichols, except Twitter, Morgan H. Nichols. So, (laughs) um, but um, yeah, so I'm there. Um, I always, I'm one of those people, I always invite people to send me a DM or leave a comment. I try to respond to people as much as I can because for me, the conversation is just as much as a part of the art. So um, yes, come say hello. Thank you so much for sharing your heart and your creativity. And I'm just now I want to be friends with you in real life. So we're just going to, I know. (laughs) Yes. Let's make it happen. All right. Well, thanks so much. We'll talk soon. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'm Kat Harris, and you've been listening to the refined collective podcast. You can follow our journey on Instagram at The Refined Woman, our website, therefinedwoman.com, for show notes, other features and interviews, and a deeper look into our tribe. Find us on iTunes, The Refined Collective. Subscribe, rate, review, and leave us some love. 
Join me next time. And thank you so much for listening. And one last thing, in case you ever forget, you are not alone. Your story matters and you belong here. 